Tennessee Prime from Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken here off Sutherland Avenue alongside Jason Swain. Joined this week by Cade Bays and Byron Young. Meanwhile, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, appreciate having you. Byron is uh, really kind of settled in, Jason, to that, uh, that, that, that pass rusher role the last few weeks, really been picking up his game and has been really disruptive, uh, you know, getting in the backfield several times. No, for sure. I mean, that's, that's one thing we heard about Byron coming in. That was Scott report. That's what I saw at fall camp, someone that was uh, consistent getting to the getting to the passer, getting to the backfield, causing havoc, uh, being able to get tackles for loss, and we saw that out there on Saturday. So uh, I know it felt good for you, Byron, man, getting a chance to play against the home home state team. Uh, you know, everyone had a tackle for loss, it seemed like, and you were one of those guys that had one, <laughs> had one too. Yes, sir. Did you have one? I think I had one, too. <laughs> I, I had a tackle for loss and a touchdown. <laughs> Receiving and rushing. <laughs> and a touchdown pass. So I, I did it all, man. And a pancake block. I know Kay had a couple of those, too. So, I mean, when you beat beat team the way Tennessee beat South Carolina, 28 points in the first quarter. And, uh, man, I feel like everybody ate a little bit. You and I were talking about this a couple of days ago. It just looks like you guys are having a blast out there. Yeah, I mean, sure. you know, on a couple of those plays, I think you almost beat the, the skill guy to the end zone to, to lift him up in the air. For sure, yeah, man. It's scoring that many points, like, so quick. It's, it's so much fun. Just, like, when everything's clicking on all cylinders and, you know, you just, like, there's a swag, like, about the offense and just the whole team out there, you know, when defense is out there stopping them three and out, and then we get to go back out there and score on three or four plays, like, it's cool. It's definitely special. I, th I think Kay was jealous of Ollie Lane last week, still in the spotlight uh, when he was running on Tyon's touchdown. So Kay's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my time to shine I'm now." On, I'm working on my forty. <laughs> just, just remember, though, if you if you score too quick, then that means you, you got to have somebody go down on the on, on the on the extra point. Um, so uh, <laughs> Byron, we'll flip it to you. you. You had to set up those first two games, and, and you talked about it when you met with the media after that, just like. How much that kind of like hurt you slash fueled you? Do you feel like the rust is officially off now that you've got a handful of games under your belt? Oh yes, sir, definitely, definitely. Like at the beginning, I had to sit out, um, got a little rusty, but I'm really bad. I'm back full effect right now. I'm pretty ready. What do you feel like you're doing well the last couple of games? Um, using my hands and my speed with my quickness. Um, starting off, I was kind of hesitant about using my hands, but uh, the past couple of games, I was using my hands a lot and my speed. When we met with the the players today, they talked about. Uh, actually, I think it was Coach John Marie talked about. You know, when the offense is on the field, the defense is sometimes gets caught watching. You know, what what the offense is doing up on the jumbotron oh, yeah. and vice versa. When you guys are playing well together, is that kind of how it is on both sides of the ball, where you're. You're waiting for the next turnover if you're on offense, or you're waiting for the next touchdown if you're on defense. Oh yeah, that's definitely. It's fun to watch. Like I just sit there and just you know look at the jumbles run, look watch them do their work. So it's, it's really relaxing, you know, giving us a little break, them scoring touchdowns, making everybody happy. Why are you calling him? Why are you calling Austin, sir? You call him, sir. You call him. You just call him AP. You call him Austin. <laughs> you don't deserve to be called him, sir. This is a I don't chill conversation. I don't want to be, sir. Yeah, yeah, making make us feel old. I'm man. sorry, it's just it's just how I'm raised. It's a, I'm sorry, I know, it's I'm good. I totally get it, man. I don't want you to get a whoop or anything, man. Yeah. So I, I totally, I totally get it. I yeah. want which folks come over yeah, here. Yeah, my dad see this. You know, <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, I don't want I'd that to happen. I'd rather be sir than Mr. Price or Mr. Swain. <laughs> oh yeah, so, sir <laughs> That's is like cool. You're officially yeah. too old. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt about it, man. Man, you guys, um, 
you guys getting some love from you know some national attention right now. Uh, it wasn't that case a couple weeks ago. You know how how has it felt for you guys now that you, you know that you're getting a little national attention? Um, you know how does it feel for you guys? I mean, me personally, I don't like I don't really look I don't look at what people are saying all that stuff like all the noise all the buzz. You know, I mean. Like I've said in weeks past, like there, you win a game and then you know you reset and you've got another one to go win. So, uh, like you just can't focus too much on that because like the same people that you know last year, the beginning of the season that you know weren't too hot on us, now they're hot on us. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't, you really can't get caught up in their opinions and stuff. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on you, Thanks. right? That's Thanks. right. That's right. Right. Uh, guys, Uniswag uniform of the week. Black, dark mode uniforms with the orange letters and the orange stripe, white helmets, black uh, face masks with the black outline. Did you guys look at yourself in the mirror before you went out and ran through the tee and just said, man. Like 10 times. I look, I look good. <laughs> like 10 times. I promise you. <laughs> Kept going in the mirror. Were you, were you in their Instagram selfie in the mirror? Oh, yeah, everything. I was just taking pictures. Snapchats and everything yeah. else. Yeah, because you never know when we're going to wear them again. So I just, you know, live in the moment. Well, Coach Heupel says that, that the players decide what you guys wear. Is that right? Yeah. Do we think we could see that helmet on the road with white top and black pants? What do you think? I mean, I would, I would think so. Maybe. I don't know. I said, you know, since it's spooky season, it's spooktober. I said, let's wear black all the home games in October. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't well, feeling yeah, it. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> that, that's not flying. Yeah. Rule number one of spooktober is embrace the spook. So, like, <laughs> I mean, black jersey is spooky. Rock them till the 31st. Hey, you yeah, are a leadership saying. council, though, right? Yeah. So be, I said uh, it. I can show you the text. I'm just saying. <laughs> leadership council. I'll be cool with that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you guys look good. You know the old saying, you look good, you feel good, you play good. So yeah. uh, it certainly looked like you guys were feeling good about how you were looking and you certainly played very, very well. When you look back at the last two weeks, um, did you all see that coming? Like the, the, the offensive explosion, the, the cutting down on the turnovers, the cutting down on the penalties, making plays on defense, winning the turnover battle. You know, um, I mean, did, did, was there a point where you're like, yeah, I could see us starting to trend in the right direction? Um, I've been that we had it in us. Like, like I said, during camp, we, we had, we've been had it in us. We just had to bring it out. Like, we're a new system. You know, a lot of new guys working together. So I just felt like we just need a little time. You know, get our little, well, get our foot wet and then stuff like that. But it's all coming together now. So I've been new head in us, you know. For you, when, when are, is there a defensive call that comes in where you're like, all right, this this is it? Um, when we run I'm stats. not asking you to give defensive calls. I know, no, I'm just I know saying, what you, mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, is, is there one where you're like, okay, this is it? Um, yes, when they, like, a certain stunt, when I know, you know what I'm saying, I got an advantage over the tackle or something like that, you know what I'm saying, I just – you get ready to get off the ball and make the play. Man, I want to know how was it playing against your, your your home state team because I'm from Alabama, and I circled every every year I circled Alabama, third Saturday in October. Um, people can say, well, you know, we treat every game like it's the same. Whatever. <laughs> that's that's hogwash, man. Alabama game meant a little bit more. It meant a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, did it mean more for you? And if you did, like, you know, how was it? Not only just beating yeah. South Carolina, but, man, y'all, whoo. It was it was ugly. Guys like you and, and Jalen being able to make plays. Yeah, I mean, it game. felt great. Um, um, I don't really hold grudges, but they kind of looked over me a little bit. Um, uh, they ca- they came after me after Tennessee offered me mm-hmm. um, back in uh, 
the fall last year. At first, they weren't really talking talking to me. Then, as soon as Tennessee offered me, everybody wanted to jump overboard. But yeah, they kind of looked over me. But uh, it, it felt great being them down like that. I mean, you look like Jalen had the touchdown catch. Yeah. Tyon had the touchdown run. The South Carolina kids did uh, play well last week. Tyon looked like like Bolt out there on that run, man. He was he was he rolling. Was he was out of there. He was rolling, man. That was fun to see. What what player on this offense? thrives on confidence more than the others. Is there one? Um, I mean, I'm sure, like, all, like, everybody who's out there, I think, thrives, like, off confidence. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody goes out there and has a confidence, like, a swag about themselves. Like, nobody's going out there, like, no confidence. Like, I don't really know if I can do this. Because, I mean, you're, like, you go out there like that in the SEC, like, you're not going to, you're not going to survive. Like you got to go out there with a the confidence about yourself. And, and I think, you know, everybody, like the way we're playing right now, I think everybody's got some confidence in them. Salva, you know, just because he had the early season drops, not to harp on that, but I thought the catch for Jalen Hyatt from the – I mean, that, that was a bullet and, and an incredibly tough sure. catch. Yeah. I thought that was something that could potentially get him going, you know. Because, yeah. I mean, like he's that kind of guy that, you know, if he starts clicking, that it just yeah, changes – it changes the, sure. the depth of the routes and everything on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. What Offensive line-wise, where do you feel like you guys are? Cooper's getting healthier. Jerome started to pick things up the last few sure. weeks at center and is more comfortable there mm-hmm. than earlier in the year. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like we're communicating well. We're playing pretty clean, you know, no penalties. We last two weeks we haven't had any pre-snaps, I don't think. Um, I don't think we've even had any – maybe we've had a hold or something, but – you know, penalties have been way cut down. Um, we're communicating well. Um, we're just all playing together as a unit, and that's what you got to do as an O-line to succeed is just all five guys play together. All right, for both of you, a hidden hooker has is, is just kind of calmed the seas on the offensive side of the ball. He's kind of got that calm demeanor about him, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Sure. Um, you know, named a Davey O'Brien uh, watch list this week. Um, just what's he given you guys um, – you know that that impresses you. Just you know, like you said, his composure. Like he never gets too high, never gets too low. He's just always he's just always hindered. You know, I mean, you know what you're going to get from him day in day out. He's going to come in, he's going to work, and you know he's going to he's going to try to put our offense and, and our team in the best position to win. What about you? I mean, you're going um, against him in practice. Uh, I like how confident he is. He always been confident. Um, he just sat in the pocket, you know, let everything happen. Um, he doing, he do, he does what's best for the team, not for himself. I say that, you know. I mean, how how happy are you guys for, you know, someone like someone like Hendon? Because, you know, K, you've had your adversity, Byron, you've had your adversity. You don't know, have to sit out the first two games, and you know, Hendon, he's had his adversity as well. I mean, health wise, uh, questioning whether he would be able to play at the same level as before. You know, just just how has it been for you guys just watching him, you know, battle some early season adversity, not starting, but now just being ready with his numbers call. I mean, I think it I think it says a lot about who he is as a person. You know, I mean, he's definitely prepared. He's worked, and you know, when his number was called, he went out there and and he did his thing. You know, and, and you know, just just played hard, played smart, and you know, that's what it takes is, is somebody like him just always compose, you know, a team, like a true team player. Like I would say Hendon's like the definition of just a team player. You know, he wants, he will do anything, you know, for the team to take that next step, for the team to win. We talk about you guys having fun. We talk about, you know, 
him stepping up. We talk about that next step, next man up mentality that everybody. It's always it's it's kind of coach speak, but in a lot of ways it's proved to be true with you guys. I mean, look at a guy like Brandon Turnage. You know, gets his first start, SEC Defensive Player of the Week with 14 tackles. Um, you know, the linebackers having to step up when guys have went down and 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 have, and have played well. Um, just is that the kind of blue collar mentality you think this team has? That's for both of you. Yeah, I'll answer it first. Um, you know, there's a bunch like there's 22 guys on the field at a time, but you know, there's there's other guys that can come in and you know just go off, go crazy. And I think it says a lot about how we practice. You know, I mean, it's not just the guys that aren't playing. You know, that week or you know haven't haven't been getting the rotation that much. They still come in, attack it, try to get better. And you know, that's that's what great teams do. Is it's not only those 22 guys or the people that are getting the majority of the reps. You know, it's it's the guys that you know haven't seen the field very much that year, just coming in week in and week out every day, just trying to get better. What what was the first interaction between you guys on the football field? You got fall camp. You got drills that you go. Uh, up, up against each other, uh, you know, a couple, couple uh, full scrimmages. Did you guys get a chance to go at each other, go against each other in fall camp? And yeah, how was that, man? Because, you know, iron sharper than iron, right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, BY took a huge jump from, like, spring ball. Um, you know, he got here. We were, we were kind of thin, like, at his position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was taking the majority of the reps. And, you know, something I, that, that I saw out of him, you know, he had really good twitch, like, off the edge, a really good get-off and stuff, but he hadn't figured out how to use his hands yet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, he worked his butt off, you know, throughout the summer and stuff, gained weight, and then, the like, the first practice, like, when I saw him, I was like, he's gotten faster. He's Because you can tell, like, he played against somebody, they're a step faster, you know what I mean? And, you know, he, he figured out how to use his hands. And, you know, fall camp, it, it was problematic, you know, just, just every snap, having somebody with his speed, his athleticism, and strength, and then figuring out how to use his hands. So he definitely took a huge step. Like, did he give you the business, Kate? Mm-hmm. Did he give you the business a couple times? Yeah, that, that's got, what it sounds a, like to me. I mean, I'm just it's, saying, it's, 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 it's okay. Cade got a sack or two. Yeah, yeah, it that's happens, man. It happens. You hope against good players. Cade realized he got faster when he went. <laughs> oh, you okay, Hendon? Hey, give, give me some props now. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm All right, Pete, it's your turn now. I'm not gonna lie, it you was put those like, hands on you. It's really tough going against K. Like that's why I, I love like during camp. Um, I try to make it sure I, I went against him like in pass rush drills and stuff like that because I never really beat him. So mm-hmm. when I do beat him, you know, it's one of them, you know celebrations. I'm happy. I know I'm working. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. he. Sometimes he'll want me to come on his side and say I won't be wild to come. You know what I'm saying? Just for us to get both of us to get word. You know right. what I'm saying? What's the difference? And him smiling here and cutting up, and when when you're in a live rep, the I'm, the, the the change in demeanor, because I think there probably is one, right? No, I, I mean Cade is Cade, like he going he's cool, like he, I mean you know when we in practice, yeah you know he got a mindset, but at the same time he's still you know chill, so he ain't, he ain't really like a big change. Um, but during the yeah during the play yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. like, during the play. Yeah, during the play, yeah, right there. How intense does it get? Oh, yeah, really intense. Like, when you get when you get to his, his hands on you, yeah, you ain't, ain't, it's over with. But, uh, yeah, you get pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. Hey, Byron, I played with some guys that, uh, you know, played play some Juco ball, played uh, at prep school, and just the appreciation, you know, coming in and having the facilities, having everything laid out for you, uh, having your, your laundry done, the food laid out for you, man. Just, just how was it? Your first week, first month on campus, realize like, oh, this is, this is, this is why I put the work in, man. This is the sacrifices. This is why I make these sacrifices to get to this level. Uh, how was it the first week, first month for you? Uh, it was really like crazy. Like, um, 
because like I came from a JUCO, like everything, you know what I'm saying, I had to get out the mud versus coming to Tennessee. Like every day, sometimes I still be like, it's crazy I'm at the University of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, yeah, it's really wild. It's a big difference. Um, I love it. And, you know, I, I don't take nothing for granted. So, like, I really appreciate everything, you know, I'm doing right now and everything that, you know, they're doing for me. So, yeah, it's a big, it's a really big difference. Yeah, I know your folks, I know your folks real, real proud of you, man. Yeah, uh, because it takes, it takes a lot just to stay mentally focused when you're not getting that recognition. You know, you're yeah. watching college football and there's, there's not even JUCO teams on there. No. Uh, and that's where you want to be. And then you finally get there, man. I know your parents are real happy for yes, you. Sir. Proud right. of you. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll get to know Byron Young. We already know Cade. Everybody knows Cade. But we get to know Byron Young, the guy they know as B.Y. Find out where he's come from. Find out where he wants to go next on the other side of Tennessee Prime. Locally owned, Gus's is located on Sutherland Avenue and has been voted the best fried chicken in every city they've ever gone to. Throw in some delicious and mouth-watering sides, and it's easy to see why Gus's is a must-have at your dinner table. It's not just famous, it's world-famous fried chicken at Gus's. Ever wonder what the best source of Tennessee and college football talk is? Tune in to the Swain Event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain Event. You will not find a better mix of Big Orange news and opinion anywhere else. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years. Led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. VolQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players. For only $9.95 per month, find out why VolQuest continues to set that standard. And welcome back into Tennessee Prime from Gus's world-famous fried chicken here on Sutherland Avenue. Hi, Byron Young. So a lot of people know your story. You play high school ball and then end up out of football working at the Dollar General, see a flyer for Georgia military, decide to go on a whim and give it a try, and now you're here you are at Tennessee. Wow. Um, when you were working at the Dollar General, um, you know, just kind of take me through that time in your life and how different was that? Um, it was like, it was really different. I was like on my own type deal, you know. Um, mom and dad was in South Carolina. I was in Georgia, so I was living with my brother. But um, I had a lot of responsibility. Um, my first time having a job, so like, you know, it was a big difference. Um, working, just working at Dollar General, I just knew it was, you know, not really for me. And I wanted more, you know, type deal, so... Um, you know, just started, went back to school and stuff like that. Kept working out. I knew I wanted to play football, so I just, you know, continued to work out, stayed in school, and, you know, now I'm here, you know, so. Can't you see the scene in the movie of the the life of Byron Young, Swain, 
like whoever we'll just I don't know who we're, we'll, we'll go Michael B. Jordan's playing you in the movie and and the wind blows over the flyer just like rolls up right to him and he looks and he goes huh and then next thing you know here it, it means like a Disney a deal yeah it is well, of course you're gonna say Disney that's your that's your spot <laughs> <laughs> of course you're gonna say Disney uh, but but yeah man I mean it's that that is movie quality right there man his story is remarkable I, I don't know if I could have done that. Then like, gets here, to be honest. has to sit out two additional games, which is the dumbest rule on the earth. Yo, I was ready to fight somebody over that, Byron. I had your back, man. Really? I was ready to fight. I was well, hot. You say that. Clearly, I was hot. Yeah. Clearly, it was your fault that the uh, that the prep school went belly up after two games. Yeah, um, yeah. I was ready to fight somebody at that prep so, school. So, favorite thing that you did when you worked at the Dollar General? Favorite thing I did. Yeah. Um, Made money, probably. Made money? Yeah, I didn't. What were your responsibilities? Uh, so I was, um, I had to pay, my brother let me use his car and stuff like that. So I was kind of, you know, paying on that, insurance and stuff like that. I was living with my brother, helping him pay uh, rent and stuff like that. Um, no, no, what was your responsibilities at Dollar General? What did you do? Oh, I was a manager. I was assistant manager. So, like, basically I locked the store, um, cleaned up. I got a, I'm over, like, a couple of employees and stuff like that. Um, just, you know, the basics. I remember when I called him when, he, when Tennessee started recruiting him, and uh, <laughs> you texted me about you're like, "Hey man, my shift ends at such and such time. I'll call you after my shift." He didn't say that. He said, "New phone, who this?" No, he already knew who that was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> New phone, who this? <laughs> New phone, who this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, dude, that's it's remarkable, man. I'm yeah. telling you, not many, not many college football players will be able to to. To be at the position that you're in, going through what you went through. So, yes, man, just just hats off to you, man. I know your parents are getting proud. When you see his story, knowing where you've come from and and, and, and and everything, how much respect does that give you for him? Honestly, like I didn't I didn't know your story, at BY, until I think I told you, didn't I? Either you did. I think you might have. But man, when I when I found that out, like my my I already had so much respect for you. Just you know how you attack every day, how you work. But just knowing your story, man, it's it's unbelievable. Like like I'm I'm proud of you, man. Like just like I couldn't imagine, honestly. Like that like your story is like like he said, some out of a movie. Like it's a it's a hell of a story, and um, just the amount of respect I have for you, and just the way you attack every day, the way you work. Yeah. Like it's it's truly inspiring. Like, Appreciate real. that. Appreciate that, bro. If mean, people don't know this. Me and BY are actually locker mates in a locker. Yeah, we right beside right each other. Is that is that was that number? No, I mean. How does that work out? It's, so not, when, it's not name or number. Um, when the new staff got here, like our locker room was basically like the road that I had, um, like it was majority O line, mm-hmm. and we had like uh, a couple wide receivers, a couple couple different people scattered in there, but it was like majority O line. So they wanted to like you know bring the team together and put some D linemen, some O linemen, some DBs, wide receivers, put all positions in one row, and then you know it was scattered out throughout the locker room. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you. My next question, both of you guys, you know. The family atmosphere, and people talk about it, but I think it's for real when you start seeing players, babies in the locker room and stuff. Yeah, and that's just that's just different, you know. Yeah. I've had guys with, um, you know, with kids on the team, but like they didn't bring their kids into the locker room. That's just a whole other dynamic. So we had turnage on the locker room Sunday night, and he brought his daughter Aspen, you yeah. know, and uh, your daughter ended up holding her while we did the interview with Brandon. So I yep. mean, it is. I mean, t- you know, you got Tyon's, you know, little one. I mean, it. There is a certain family feel to it. No doubt. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's it's definitely special. It's fun, you know, going to work with those guys and, and, you know, being able to have success on the field with them. We all work so hard and 
and just being able to see, you know, the fruits of our labor, you know, come come true and it's just no no kids, right? Either no. so, like, how is it for you guys, like, watching your teammates be dads? Like, it's one thing to watch a ball out in the field, watch them, you know, put it in, put the work in in the weight room because that's normal. But like, watching them kind of outside of what you're used to seeing them. Being a father, like, what does that do for you guys? Maybe your respect level, maybe, you know, your, your goals and aspirations after football. Like, what does it do for you guys? Um, you know, when when guys in college end up having children, you know, I think it, it brings out an extra, you know, an extra why factor for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, they've got it's something bigger than just themselves at this point. You know, they've got they've got a mouth to feed, and you know, they I feel like they go to work every day just to. You know, thinking that, like, like I know personally for me, if, if if I had a child, that that would be my mentality every day. You know, I mean, like, you got a child to feed, so yeah. you know, I mean, you come you come to work a little bit. I don't know. You, I feel like you just see things differently, like sure. when that happens. You're older. You're older. How much differently do you see life? Not just football. Take football off off everything. How much differently do you see life now than maybe you did? Five years ago, um, I see it's a, you know it's really different. You know the fact that I already been in the you know, the real world. Um, no, I just I just see it different. Like from from coming from the real world to college, you know I, I'm a different person from high school. Um, I feel like I'm a more more mature and responsible and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I see it is really different. You. From five years ago, man, I was talking to somebody this the other day about like how different, like how how much somebody changes in like three years. And um, for me personally, I think I just you know just look around sometimes and I'm just like wow, like I'm I'm just thankful to be here. Like every day, like waking up is a blessing. You know, I mean, it's every day is not guaranteed. Your health's not guaranteed. And so something that I've learned like within the last five years is just like not taking things for granted and just looking around and being just, you know, thankful that I'm here, that I'm breathing, that I'm walking around, you know, just enjoying the little things. Smell I'm, the roses. No doubt. As you go through it. What what do you guys know about checker kneeling? If I just say checker kneeling, what comes to mind? Oklahoma, 2016. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, loudest kneeling I've ever heard of. It was unbelievable. Yeah, 15, 15, but yeah. Was it 15? Yeah, it was 15. Yeah, I didn't remember. But I was at that game, and it was it was freaking rocking. So, like, the, the cool story about that is, like, 2014, Tennessee goes to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma striped their 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 crowd with red or whatever color. Red and white, yeah. Red and white. And so a uh, very, very loyal fan said, hey, what if we did the same thing, but we checkered kneeling? And then that was the idea, and then bloom, you know, next year – Shaker Nealon was, was born, and uh, you guys get a chance to see that this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be sure. phenomenal. So I've, I've not done it since 2017. Yeah. Well, what game was it, 2017? Georgia, 2017. You haven't had a reason to do it. had a reason to do it until now. Well. <laughs> just, I'm just saying we got a reason the, now. The, 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 the checkering and the, jer- the alternate jerseys were not a thing of – of, of Coach Pruitt or Correct. Coach Fulmer for that matter. So Coach yeah. Fulmer was never going to push for checkering anything. Um, you know, Byron, when, when you've been to Neyland thus far, can you imagine it being louder in a night game and, and all that? I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because this is your first night game because you missed the home open. Yes, sir. Uh, honestly, 
I'm ready for it. Um, I keep going to YouTube and um, I keep going to that, that uh, Oklahoma game in Tennessee and just hearing the crowd and stuff like that. Um, I heard it versus Pitt, but I wasn't on the field. But I heard it, but um, this time I know it's going to be much more louder. It's a night game. Sell out. Um, sell out. You know what I'm saying? I know it's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. I'm ready for it. I know the ground going to be shaking. So, yeah. How much, when, when the crowd's into it like that, how much does it, how much does it really fuel the defense? It do, like especially on third down. Um, we already know what's going on. Like you know, you about to pass it. Um, we are not fast. <laughs> you know they're gonna pass it. It's like, but he'll say it's like third and ten, third oh, and yeah. You know, we already know they're gonna pass it. I'm just getting off the ball. That's all. Pin the mirrors back. You know what I'm saying? I'm just looking into the tackle eyes, getting off the ball. Offensively, we know like the opposing offense. It, it affects them. I mean, we saw yeah. on Saturday a couple different false starts, but it also can affect the defense, too, because you guys are trying to communicate in the back end uh, and talk to each other, maybe communicate with the, uh, the front three, front four. Uh, was that the case, any, on Saturday, where you know you try to communicate with each other? Um, a little bit. Um, say if I'm trying to talk to the other end, mm-hmm. yeah, but if, I mean, if you're beside me, I'm good, but like it was one play where I was kind of, you know, you know, he ain't knew he ain't heard me. It was, yeah. it was. I mean, we knew what we was doing, but I was trying to get his attention for a minute. But yeah, we was on the He won't page. hear you this Saturday. Either. Nah, yeah, he won't hear me definitely. Because everybody's got all day to tailgate, which means they're gonna be extra uh, rowdy. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to someone that uh, went to their first Tennessee game this past weekend, and I said on a scale for one ten, it's probably like a six and a half, seven noon game. You know, I was like, next week if it's a night game, it's gonna be closer Whoa. to like a nine or ten. Like it's gonna. I mean, the, the oh, doors will fall. Yeah, man, especially if we come out and, and jump on Ole Miss early like we did against Mizzou and South Carolina. That way the crowd's in it early. It's a hard – it'll be a hard day for Ole Miss. You know, Danny White's been listening to the fans. The fans have been pushing for Checker Nealon. They did it. Pushing for more, you know, people working the beer lines. They did it. People need to push for more or for a return of third down for what? No. It, it, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, anyone's with that. <laughs> you will be blocked. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The, like the beat, like the beat gets you going. But it's like well, when you stop and think about it, it's like, third, what does that even mean? What's third after one? What does that even yeah. mean? Did he actually like make that sound clip? That was that's that was um, no, it, it wasn't was him. Little, it was Sterl. it was it was Sterl. It was Sterl, yeah. It was Sterl. Sterl the Pearl. It wasn't Lil John that made the sound clip. No, man, yeah. Georgia fan. <laughs> What? I mean, money talks. Pret- I mean, pretend like he was a Tennessee fan. <laughs> Own some money. So, here, little John. What, what would be a good third down music that would get everybody hyped? Third down. Is no there country, one? Kate. I don't even listen to country. <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm messing with you. <laughs> that's what a lot of people probably don't know about me. I don't listen Kate's to Kate's like George Strait. <laughs> no, I do love George Check Strait. Check yes or no. I think I'm doing a. Alan uh, Jackson ain't going to work. I Kate. think I'm doing a CMT thing uh, Thursday. They're doing like an SC. I literally just got a text about it, and uh, I'm gonna do it. And like, I don't listen to any modern day country. Like, I don't, I don't listen to country. Um, but I love George Strait. Like, I like old country. Bring George Strait's definitely bring my that Luke Bryan out there, man. Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. No, no. Shake no. it, shake it for me. He's more of a Sammy Kershaw guy. <laughs> Cade's a Sammy Kershaw guy. I don't, I don't, don't know who that is. Byron's like, who's Sammy Kershaw? <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought he played baseball. No clue. That's Clayton. Clayton. Uh, I thought that was Clayton's brother. Yeah, Byron. Byron's from Georgetown, which is just outside of Myrtle Beach. Favorite Myrtle Beach attractions? What? Um. 
I don't really like the beach like that. Um, Me either. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the beach like I hate that. The beach. Um, I don't know. It's a lot to do down there, though. Uh, you got the ferry down there and stuff like that. Uh, going to on a script sometimes. Pretty fun. Just don't go. Just don't go. Do you to like the beach, beach also? No, I, I, you know, I, I like being in the ocean or at the pool. I do not like sand. I don't either. Yeah, I'm not like a it. sand guy. Big Disney guy, though. Big I, Disney I, that's guy. That's me, yes. What's your favorite Disney snack? But that was already asked today on his, sh- on his show this oh, morning. Oh, well, I wasn't at the show. What's your um, favorite Disney snack? It is the, um, uh, the uh, cinnamon roll, which is uh, back uh, at Gaston's Tavern. Have you ever been to Universal? I'm sure you have. Yes, when I was, I've yeah. not been in a long time. Since my kids were born, it's just been straight Disney. Yeah. Did you, have you ever had their churros? I uh, know. Oh. Universal yeah. churros are premium. But they're the only churros I've had, so I don't know how to so stack them So you're a big theme park else. guy. I love theme parks. I think I, I'm, I'm probably too big to ride a lot of the rides now. Oh, you're not. Because, you're not. like, huh? You're no. not. I'm not? You're no. not. No. Okay. I'd love so, to go. So you like, you like rides? Or? I love rides, yeah. I hate. I yeah, hate I'm with rides. you. I'm with you. I bro. hate rides. Man. I, I need to wear a diaper if I'm. I hate to wear a passion. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do. I don't do scary rides. So you're, you're not a you're not a Disney or Universal guy. What's your uh, What's your fear of rides though? Like what? Like uh, like I've never falling. Falling. Um, I like, like going like the the I like my feet on the ground. It's too high. I like my feet on the ground. That's that's it. I just like my feet on the ground. You don't like elevators either. Well, I just like being in control. Yeah. Like I just. What about driving? You're never in are control. You, are you truly driving. ever in control of those things? But you have zero control on a ride. Yeah, you're just holding on for dear life. Zero. Like, yeah. driving, you got a little bit, maybe. But, like, on a ride, zero. Zero. What's your favorite Disney ride? When's the last time you went? Okay, so my seventh grade year, uh, my parents took me and Cooper to, like, Orlando um, for the for spring break, yeah, and like we were a little older, like I was seventh grade, he was fifth grade, so we were a little old for Disney, but we still went and like walked around and like we probably stayed there for an hour. I think we went and rode Space Mountain, we rode Space Mountain and then left, but we we spent all our time at uh, Universal, Sea World. Sea World was my favorite. Sea World's good. Um, all the little Disney uh, like a, like attraction parks. What do they call like uh, like Hollywood Studios? Yeah, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. yeah um, and whatever the other. See, so much are. of that's changed now with Star Wars and all that stuff. Harry Potter <laughs> World was cool and Universal. I know we're we're getting sidetracked here. This is becoming a two man show, and I could dominate. I'm, this I'm learning. I'm learning. learning. I got I kids too. I gotta make that trip here soon. I just tell them, hey, Austin Price told me to come, and I get the discount. Just get, get the churros. Yeah, get the churros and the cinnamon roll. You know, my season pass just expired last week. You should have went, man. I know. You should, I you should have. You should have went last week. It went like you know. We're thinking it, was, Disney. it was much of a game we're thinking, last two weeks. We're thinking, we're thinking Disneyland at Christmas. Sounds good to me. What's my invite? You can go. I need to go, man. I got kids that are getting older, so I need to. I need to if Tennessee plays trip. really well down the stretch, maybe they'll get into the uh, Capital One Bowl and, and, and Kate can go. Right, that'll work. It's part of that. We'll be yeah. down there. Incentive to play well, we'll down do the stretch. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to make that a, a, a Swain event. Tennessee Prime field trip right there, AP. <laughs> VolQuest field trip. Let's do it. Oh, man. Tennessee Prime bowl edition from Disney's Boardwalk outside Epcot. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the matchup with Ole Miss as the Rebels roll into town this Saturday for a 7.30 kickoff. That game on the SEC Network. For Cade Mays and Byron Young, Jason Swain, we'll be right back on the other side. Locally owned, Gus's is located on Sutherland Avenue. 
and has been voted the best fried chicken in every city they've ever gone to. Throw in some delicious and mouth-watering sides, and it's easy to see why Gus's is a must-have at your dinner table. It's not just famous, it's world-famous fried chicken at Gus's. Ever wonder what the best source of Tennessee and college football talk is? Tune in to the Swain Event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain Event. You will not find a better mix of big orange news and opinion anywhere else. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years, led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. VolQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players. For only $9.95 per month, find out why VolQuest continues to set that standard. And welcome back to Tennessee Prime here at Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken on Sutherland Avenue. Oh, we got to let Kato bring us back. I'll close us out today. All right, you close right, us out. Kato, right. bring us back. Kato, close us out. He closes us out, okay. So, Tennessee plays Ole Miss coming up on Saturday, 730. B.Y., how much are you looking forward to this game? And what kind of challenge does Ole Miss present? I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, same pace offense we have, you know, pretty fast. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the speed and stuff like that. We're pretty, you know, used to the uh, up-tempo. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty used to it. How, how, how different is that, though? How different is that tempo, their tempo, because of the different play calls? What do they do differently, maybe, that you guys will have? I, mean, is it, I don't think it's the exact same, right? No. Nah. Well, the, they do more re-options. We don't really – I mean, we do some re-option, but, like, um, what I've seen on film so far, they do a, a pretty much a lot of re-options and stuff like that. Um, quick throws in the middle. Um, that's what they usually look for, the tight end mostly. Um, we do more run up the gut, um, spray the field a little bit. But uh, it's kind of like the same concept a little bit, same speed. Man, when you play in this conference, there's a chance that every week you're going to play multiple first-round picks. And, and this week – uh, BYU, you get a chance to play against uh, a guy right now in the top three, top four in the Heisman uh, race, and, and, and Matt Corral. Like Corral, um, what kind of what kind of challenge do you see? You know his play being and uh, the opportunity to be able to play against a good player like like Matt. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good challenge here. A really good quarterback. Um, I'm looking forward to playing against him. Um, just got to stop the read options and um, contain them. You know, don't let them break loose. Uh, that's our biggest, um, one of our biggest situations. We're trying to, you know, come in the game, contain them and stuff like that. I think we'll be, we'll be okay if we do that. When you look at, at Ole Miss defensively, they run a lot of 3-2-5 or 3-2-6, um, which is different. Um, For sure. You know, do you expect them to see something different this week or they just kind of are who they are because of depth they – concerns they have? Um, I mean, any week, you know, you could prepare for something. The team could come out and do something completely different. So, uh, you know, that's that. But 
you know, I mean, all the games they've showed so far, they've, they've come out in their 3-2 defense, um, you know, rushing three, dropping eight, you know, trying to, you know, they'll give up the 10, 15-yard plays, but they don't want to give up the big one. Um, so, you know, just got to run the ball well, you know, when the passes come, you know, hit those passes, um, you know, just play clean, you know, like we've been doing. How, how important is it to capitalize? Because if they're going to kind of like bend but not break, that means they're going to let you drive the field. So that means you're going to have to be good in red zone uh, scoring offense. For sure. Um, you know, is that something that Coach Heifel and everybody's kind of harped on, you know, making sure, you know, once we get down inside the 20, we got to get touchdowns, not field goals? Yeah, they might be harping on it in other rooms, but, you know, just um, I feel like that's always a key, you know, winning ball games is when you get it in that get in that territory you got to punch it in for seven because you know with their offense you know I mean they score a lot of points um, so when you get down there you got to come out with seven and not three because I mean you start stacking up threes you know the sevens go a lot faster than the threes do so um, it's definitely critical for this game. When you, when you play against a team that's, that's ranked and in this case Tennessee is not ranked and Ole Miss is ranked 13th you guys you guys look at that and go hey man here's a chance for us to uh, kind of get some get some national respect, maybe knock those guys a peg down, or raise yourself up a peg, uh, or do you just not look at the rankings and just worry about getting better every day and treating each game, you know, like an opportunity to be one to know? What, what's kind of you guys' mentality there? Uh, I don't really pay attention to it. You know, I mean, it's just a number at the end of the day. I mean, they still got to go out and play. We still got to go out and play. So at the end of the day, it's just a number. Um, you know, whoever whoever plays the best is going to win. So just try to go one to know every week. They like to run the ball, Byron. Um, you know, last week they had two 100-yard rushers, and then Corral was right there hovering at 100. They almost had three 100-yard rushers. Um, you know, what is it specifically they do well in the run game? Um, they good at they good at uh, getting loose, uh, getting vertical seams, um, really fast. Um, I think they really catch a lot of guys off guard with their speed. So like, as soon as they you know hurry up and huddle up. I think some teams don't have time to get to play, so like they'll catch them off guard with a big run like that. So um, they do really good at doing that. Um, like I said, the read options, uh, Matt Corral here, you know, read it, take off wide open scene. So I think if we, you know, we could contain that, um, that'd be really helpful for us. I keep going back to, you know, I think the key in the game is, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make some plays in the air. They're gonna you know pop off some runs, but not letting him get the extra plays on a like last week it was a, I think a third and 15 and quarterback from South Carolina squeaked out the backside and picked up 17 yeah. for a first down yes, not letting those type plays happen yeah those those are the type of players I'm talking about like on a third down third and 15 and we know only thing we got to do is contain them um and we just somehow let them sneak out there that's that's one of the main plays that could hurt us um we're already tired on the field and we let them do something like that, that that's one of the main plays I'm talking about like you know we got to contain them how, how do you how do you how do you fix that? How do you address that? Just got to uh, play our gaps, uh, be responsible, keep the edge. Just doing what we've been doing from day one, you know. How important is it to get to get you know the, the guys that have kind of been nicked up, Cooper, Theo, Jabari, Tyler, in your case, like get those guys back out there this week. This is kind of like an all hands on deck type of game, right? Yes, sir. Uh, it's great to have you know to get them back. Um, like with Tyler, Tyler, Tyler been back though, but you know he began a little, you know what I'm saying. But he, you know, he been back on uh, Cooper, uh, coming back. It's it's a huge help for the uh, O line. I'm, I'm thinking um, Jabari with the running backs and stuff like that. And Theo uh, with the defense, um, really big help. I mean, defense right now is, is tallying some some major numbers that 
as far as the tackles for loss, uh, getting national recognition, being ranked real high in several defensive categories. What's the what's the next level you think for you guys? I mean, you're happy where you are. Uh, you thrilled about you know the progress that you've made, but there's another level, right? You want to get better. What areas do you want to get better at? What's the next level do you think for the defense? Um, well, next level. Um, I just think like we just need to keep doing what we're doing and uh, just keep doing playing our responsibility. Um, we, you know, we're getting better every week. Uh, I, I don't think it's really a set goal we're trying to get to. Just keep doing what we're doing right now. You know, just keep on trying to, you know, keep pushing, keep grinding, um, and then success going to come. Okay, what's the what's the next level for the offense? I mean, 60, <laughs> 60 points for uh, against Mizzou, 28 points in, there in the first quarter against, against South Carolina, second week in a row. But I'm sure the coaches found something that, you know, you guys can get better at. What's the next level for the offense, in your opinion? Uh, just trying to make the all four quarters look like the first one of the South Carolina game. You know, we we you know we we hit a bump in the road halftime. We didn't really come out and, and do what we needed to do in the in the second half. You know, we we missed some like some key things where if, if one guy would have done something different, you know, we would have would have scored a lot more points in that second half just just running the ball. Um, yeah, I, I go back uh, the the play where. Cedric Tillman was running wide open against Pittsburgh, and Joe threw him uh, the play where you stacked him at Florida, and Javante got loose deep. Uh, last week, you know, you had the similar play where Hendon acted like he was going to run, stopped, and threw it. Those kind of little wrinkle plays that, you know, they've been getting guys wide open on. What's been your favorite? You know, I, I, I love last week's because everybody thought he was running it, and all yeah. of a sudden he stepped up, and then Javante was like wide open. Yeah, last week was cool. Well, last week was cool. Um, that was probably my favorite one just because, you know, I feel like we ran three plays back to back to back and it just caught them off guard. They were flat-footed and, and, you know, I mean, we converted. Man, there was – on that drive, I think, you know, Bayless caught the ball, got tackled, gave the ball to the ref, and then, like, lined up in the backfield. And I'm like, yo, like, is this is this call that y'all have, like, two or three plays together yeah. and you just kind of remember them? Yeah, so sometimes um, – you know, we can come off the sideline and, and, and have three plays calls, two play calls, just something, you know, where we want to we get out there and have a really good tempo and stuff and, and try to catch the defense off guard. And then there's some drives, you know, we come out there, we might huddle up, and then, and then you know, my tempo might be a little slower. So so, so there's so there's situations where you guys may have three plays called back to back to back. You have to remember them, and then you're running them back to back to back um, during, the, during the course of a game. Yeah. Wow. Flip it to the other wow. side of the – to the defense, um, Tim Banks, his personality. Um, How has that been meshing? I mean, it seems like you guys are really a, a, a cohesive unit on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he, he was kind of the unknown coming in because, you know, he hadn't been a D.C. in a while, hadn't been a D.C. in this league. And uh, it seems like, you know, he's hit the ground running and, and you guys have really uh, kind of gra- took, a, took a hold of it. Oh, yes, sir, definitely, definitely. Um, coach Banks is really a great guy, a great coach. Uh, everything he's doing um, – you really care, care about us and stuff like that, uh, care about the team, care about the defense, and he's trying to put us in every position to win, every, every, every week, every week. How many different personalities you got on that defense? You got Eckler, who's ball of energy. You got Rodney, who's like, you know, grandpa. And then you got, you know, you got Willie. You know, it just seems like they're all kind of different. Nobody's yeah, the same. Nobody, yeah, definitely different. Coach Eckler always juiced up, hyped up, ready to go. And you got Coach Garner, all about business. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got Coach uh, Coach Banks. Coach Banks really he in the middle. You know what I'm saying? He, he really don't show too much emotion. He really, he always engaged. Yeah. I mean, I'm good, man. I'm just I'm I'm just sitting here waiting for Kay to to steal the show and, and send us out. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm. I'm out? Yeah, baby. It's, it's, it's time From to go. This is fried chicken. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, it's Love time. you guys as always. Be safe. See you Saturday. You. Yeah, are, are you in the orange section Tennessee or the Prime. white section? Loud and proud. Are you in the orange section or the white section? Saturday. Ain't no section on the field. <laughs> <laughs> sure there is. Nah, ain't no section well, on the field. Well, we're wearing orange, so. Huh? Orange section. Orange on orange or orange on white? I honestly couldn't tell you. Do you know? I don't. Let it be a surprise, Austin. Yeah, yeah. Let it be a surprise, man. Don't be that kid at Christmas Eve trying to open up the presents. Just wait to Christmas, Austin. Yeah, Just wait. Yes. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you back next week. Yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff.